0: welcome back to the not just a bikini girl podcast this is your host jasmine jeffrey and today we have phoebe Hagen, round two so if you fancy a bit of a scroll go back all the way to 2017 that makes me feel old as hell um to our first episode which was when phoebe was back in the uk bff days before she was pro and i think it's really interesting to see like to listen to that one and then listen to this one first so welcome babe to the podcast
1: hello it's nice to be back like it's it's weird when i was like when did we actually do the podcast and it was like october it was after the british finals actually um i remember that and yeah 2017 october time i'm like wow that's a long time ago
0: how old do you feel right now saying that
1: though no so bad (laughs) I'm like, ah, uh, this makes me feel a little bit old, but it's fine, it's fine.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to start this podcast off a little bit differently because I've been doing quite a few interviews, I've been doing kind of similar structure. I've already pre-warned Phoebe, she's getting questions <laughs> for an answer, she has no idea what they are. Um, yeah, I'm so scared. So,
1: Phoebe,
0: you've got, I think, nine or 10 questions, quick fire, you have to do them fast as hell, and they're not competing related at all, okay? <laughs>
1: this is so, this is a bit nerve-wracking
0: I look even more scary with my like little notepad.
1: yeah you do she's just pulled out a notepad and i'm like oh my god <laughs> i feel like i'm on a game show <laughs>
0: unfortunately <laughs> we won't be winning anything today but yes. <laughs>
1: okay
0: first one simple tea or coffee oh coffee do you have a phobia
1: of drowning which is really like uh, but I don't like water like even when I was a kid I really don't like water like going under I hate it interesting The
0: level of Nando
1: sauce which one? Nando's wait what's that again?
0: if you're going to go Nando's what level of sauce do you have?
1: oh level of sauce I thought you said lime sauce I was like what? Um, I really don't like spice which is so bad um, so literally the, the least spiciest cool
0: weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Uh,
1: Oh my God, I don't know. Uh, One of those, you know, like those little cockroach things, like uh, the the little bugs. I've eaten one of those before in like a foreign country, which is very strange. (laughs) (laughs) That long pause and her face just said it all.
0: (laughs) What did you you want to be when you were younger?
1: I actually wanted to be a chef and I actually went to catering school, uh, level one, two and three. yeah. and yes, yeah, so well catering college so it, and i did yeah level one two and three and then decided a different path i guess i know
0: that i did not know that
1: uh worst ever job uh a, a receptionist for they're probably gonna hate me if they ever listen to this but i probably won't but um a receptionist for a window fitting company it was the most boring thing i've ever done but it made me realize that i wanted to do what i do now and i quit there um, to do this, so I guess it wasn't super bad, but at the time it was, like, not great. Favourite animal? <laughs> oh, dogs. My favourite dog is a husky. I've always wanted a husky, so bad. Aww,
0: love that. <laughs> if you could be one age, so, like, 16, 32, whatever, if you could be one age forever, what age would it be and why? Oh, my
1: God, I don't know. Um... I feel like now, it was literally my birthday like two weeks ago. So I'm 25. So I probably would stick with 25 because I guess like that's over the 21 limit, over like the 25 limit or whatever for any like restrictions in America. Um, And you're not like, I don't know why, but everyone like hates the age 30. So I'm like, well, I mean, you're not 30 and you're not like young, young in terms of like 20 or something. Not any offense to an almost 30 or anything. But I was like, maybe I'll just stick to where I am now because this seems all right.
0: That's good. Also, when you go abroad, your insurance is cheaper. If you want to get a car, rent a car abroad. Once you ah, get... there you go. Favorite Christmas. Say that again. Favorite Christmas movie.
1: Oh, um, Elf. Hundred percent Elf. That's like my favorite thing.
0: I could relate so much to Elf when I was younger, especially with the shower moment where he actually can't.
1: Literally, I went When he's like pouring all out the sugar and everything. Oh, it's just the best.
0: Love it. Uh, last one. Do you believe in fate?
1: Yes, 100%. Um, Like, definitely. Like, I feel like a lot of moments in my life have kind of, like, come about because of fate in a strange way. Obviously, you create kind of your own path and journey and all that type of thing. But I do believe there's random moments in my life that I wouldn't have thought would ever happen. And it's just on a waft off chance um, and they just happened. And I'm like, how how did that happen? There's no there's no way I could have created that. And it just all of a sudden happens. And I'm like, that's definitely fate. So there's a lot of memories like that I've had um for
0: sure. Love it. Done. <laughs> that wasn't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally going <laughs> online. I literally went online I was like, let's like do this PG, let's not go too crazy and free <laughs> Yeah,
1: let's not too go too far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I like that. I'm gonna keep that for everything we're <laughs> Cool. I like that. It gives you a bit like of um
1: like I don't know, it's just like nice to kind of like do things off the bat, I guess.
0: Exactly. So, let's go back into competing talkage. Mm -hmm. Um, So, we won't go massively into the whole entire journey, just because we did that on the first one. Um, But I guess, like, the quick 60-second overview, where you started, Mm -hmm. where you are now, and maybe a bit in between.
1: Okay, well, so I started, well, Phoebe Hagen, 25 years old. Um, I started competing in 2016. My first ever show was the march math uh, mass sbc show in 2016 um and i have now from then till now i've actually done 28 shows um in four years which is a lot i know um and that's just saying in terms of like just the actual shows so when i used to compete i used to be junior and open so i used to go on at two separate times and sometimes it'd be over two days so i've stepped on stage separately in separate days probably like over I'd say like over 35 times, I want to say. Um, so it's been a lot um, and it's been a very long journey, but it's been a journey I would literally never take back, like ever. Um, it's Bodybuilding has created so much discipline and focus within my life um, that I've put towards my now building my own business and brand. Um, and I'd never thought I'd ever be really able to do that. So um, it's amazing and from what I've created and I love it. Um, yeah, so in terms of competing and stuff, um, yeah, I've done a lot of shows. I've done... Um, a lot within bodybuilding um, and I, like I said I wouldn't take anything back but they, that's pretty much most of the journey um, of what I've kind of done if I'm honest <laughs> there's not really much I to say I've done in terms of shows and stuff I've done a lot um, but yeah that's pretty much it <laughs> so you've done
0: Mass SPC, you've done UK BFF, you've done PCA yes. and you've done yes. IFBB
1: which is yes it. so yeah so I've done a lot of different federations so yeah like I said I did you could for two years. So I did in 2016, 17, and then in 2018, I did PCA um, body power, which I won the junior, went on to do the pro show and got second the next day. Um, I actually turned PCA pro that day as well. So, which I didn't know until the next day um, when they put it on the, like, the Facebook thing and they were like, new PCA pros. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, and then I think a few weeks later did the Alicente um, Pro Qualify in Spain and got my Pro card there, um, which is an amazing show. And then obviously the Pro Show was literally the next day. So again, I did the IFW Pro Show and got second um, again, which was amazing. Um, and then carried on to do Pro Shows to try and get points towards the Olympia, um, which obviously the Olympia is the big, biggest bodybuilding show in the world um in vegas um so yeah and i've ever like ever since then since 2018 june i've been trying to get an invite to the olympia it's been a struggle um it's been hard but it's been a journey that i would never like i said i'd never take back um i still am trying to get to the olympia this year obviously with all this stuff going on with covid and stuff it's been it's going to be difficult um but my eyes are literally focused on the prize like no tomorrow like i there's nothing Think kind of standing in my way, and like when shows going to pop up, um, and when shows kind of like continue, that's when I'm going to be there to kind of strike. That's like my mentality at the moment. I'm honest. Love it. <laughs>
0: so you you're in the pro league right now, yeah, and yeah, you do hear like mind from like a mindset perspective. You work for ages towards this one goal, which for most people is to go pro, and then yeah. once they've got that goal, it's kind of like oh they kind of go way of actually I've hit that goal that's me done or actually no this is the next goal I want to go to like did you feel like a kind of bit of a come down once you got your pro card do you know what I mean because you've been working for so long that was kind of the goal and now it's like oh I've done it now and then it's like this massive like hole whether it's for like five seconds or five days or whatever it is like did you feel that when you first went pro so I'm
1: going to tell you a story. So me and Rhea Gale, which is one of my best friends, she's a figure pro and she's also obviously done, she just done the Arnos Ohio um, and she's competed at the Olympia 2019 and I've been her like hype girl. And I absolutely love like supporting that girl, like no tomorrow. And we both got our pro cards on the same day and we like, she can even vouch for this. We both, I think we, cause it was a very long day. Like that day when we got our pro cards was just crazy. Um, and we didn't get back to the apartment in Spain until like, I think like 12 at night or like, it was almost like one. Um, and we were both, I remember both both of us standing in the kitchen and both looking at each other like, did we just go pro? Like, but it did not feel like what we thought. We were like, this is like, like we were telling each other beforehand, like this is gonna be life changing when pro. Like we're gonna, if we go pro this show, like there's gonna be so many things that happen, blah, blah. blah. And like, when it actually happened, we were like, this is so weird, like what, what now? Like there was, you think there was this massive like feeling that you think, okay, like, I don't know, like you've achieved something like massive, which obviously you have, um, but we didn't know what we were supposed to feel. So like, it was almost like a, a very flat lining feel like of like, did that just happen? And we didn't know how to take it. And that evening we were literally like, I feel like odd, like literally it feels like we haven't turned pro, but then, obviously then I think it just didn't sink in. And then, I think a few days later, because we were in a few days, and then we were kind of like okay we're pro now like oh what the hell has just happened and it kind of kicked in and we were like okay now this is where the hard work starts like this is like where we kind of like start on the next part of our journey like for us our journey to pro was like it's in parts in my in my opinion it's like okay you're wanting to go pro that's part one you're pro now this is part two getting to the olympia getting like building up your brand pro is If I'm honest, the pro status is like it is. It's the status. You can create like a good business and brand with the name that you kind of have because you are quote-unquote pro. But don't let that kind of like dictate who you are, if if that makes sense. Um, Because I think a lot of people think, oh, she's pro and that's all she is. Do you know what I mean? But there's a lot more to the person than just being pro. Um, And I always really try and express that quite a lot and I say, like, look, I'm not just a pro athlete. I'm way more than that. Um, the pro athlete is obviously only the status, but there's more to me um, than meets the eye, if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Do you think, looking back, do you think being an amateur is easier than being a pro? Oh,
1: that's hard. I think, I think it's different, because I think when you're obviously an amateur, you're only going for that one pro status, right? And that's all you're kind of, like, focused on. And I do, in terms of competing wise, probably it's difficult because yes and no, because amateurs obviously, a lot of people nowadays are going for pro. So there's a lot of levels of um, high level athletes, even at amateur level that are grinding to get kind of that status. Um, So it is difficult in terms of the competing. And because you are amateur, you get less time. So then you have only that literally tiny time slot to kind of make your impression and be like, look, I'm worth being pro type thing to the judges. Um, whereas pro, you obviously um, get a lot longer on stage, all that type of thing. But then pro, the, again, there's a lot of pros trying to get to the Olympia stage. Like it's almost like a level. It's the same level, but a different level. So it's like the same. I'm trying to explain it. It's like the same kind of like uh, method or like um, what's the word? Like the same structure in terms of you having to work hard. To Towards that like um, end goal, so like as a pro, it would be oh the dogs just came in. <laughs> um, as a pro, it would be like that goal towards the Olympia or something like that. And then before that, if you're an amateur, it's like getting to the pro. Oh my god, he looks so cute. <laughs> We've <only> got, um... <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: No, don't live. Look...
1: <laughs> but yeah i think it's definitely there's different levels of obviously being pro and amateur i think um it
0: is definitely hard being both because it's it, but just in different ways oh, i knew that was going to be a difficult question but i'm glad yeah i think imagine it's it kind of for you could it it's still the same because it is competing but as you say like it's just the actual i guess the level of it yeah
1: it's difficult because you have like um It's almost like you have a business, like, well, not a lot of people obviously do it as for business purposes, but for me, it is also like a business purpose. So obviously, with the pro status, I build my brand for, like, and just myself up off of that status. So in those aspects, then yes, it is a little bit more difficult because I have to do a lot more things more professional. Um, I have to think, okay, this is going to benefit business stuff, blah, 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 that type of thing. In that perspective, it might be a little bit harder for me um, than an amateur would, But I think, yeah, like you said, equally it's just as difficult if I'm honest.
0: So how does it work for you then? Um, I guess from an internal mindset perspective as well. People say your passion once it becomes they can't I forgot who it was. I think it was Stephen Bartlett on a podcast that he did, and there was some research behind when someone does something because it's passion, they don't get money technically from it in any way. Once they do get money from that. Something like the dynamic changes slightly, yeah. Especially when it's compete, competing is pretty much your whole life now. It's very much me, doesn't matter whether I'm competing or not, I'm very much in the industry, in the sport, doing like bits. Do you know what I mean? Like, how do you find that? I hate that word, but like balance without feeling like it's kind of too consuming with your life, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just we all love competing or all love something. I do personally think that you like feel free to disagree with me, but I personally think you you can sometimes have too much of a good thing. So how do you as a pro who has a business in this industry, like how do you kind of manage that within your day to day life? If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. So obviously, my, like it's difficult because like you said, my day to day, like just job in general, revolves around competing. So I'm an online coach and a posing coach. So that's competing in itself. And then my actual, not my actual job, but pretty much like where my opportunities come from a lot of the time are from competing and having that exposure when I'm on stage, when I do well, all that type of thing. Um, and the companies obviously I'm based with as well are also to do with competing. So pretty much my whole life is revolved around competing and bodybuilding and kind of fitness, which is difficult to then have that step back and relax from that because that is generally my whole life. So I don't really stop thinking about it um, throughout the day. It's nice because I do have friends that do support. Um, in terms of like the friends that I have, um, I have a lot of friends obviously in the industry, so it's helpful as well because they understand what I'm going through. But then also like say example like uh, school friends, college friends, that type of thing. They're proud of what I've achieved, um, so it's it's nice that they understand. That's that helps with the balance. But if I'm honest, sometimes I can't balance it, like at all. Um, and a lot of the time because I want to succeed so much within the industry and what I want to kind of do like in the future and stuff i don't balance it out and i do tend to just only think about competing or um how i can level up this way or how i can level up that and i don't care how i can get there i will do what it takes to do that and that's the mentality i do have which it's not revolved around money it's just in terms of my own self growth like i just want to grow for my own self as much as i can with helping more people along the way if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and sometimes in terms of like socializing and gatherings and stuff like that I will choose putting like my business forwards over going to gatherings or seeing someone or something like that which isn't obviously balanced at all um so sometimes you find balance and sometimes you don't but in my opinion from what I've kind of like realized is try and Try and not let it consume you, trying to be balanced if that makes sense, because then that makes it even like try not overthink it because I think that's that's even more that's even more stressful than trying to like actually being balanced sometimes like if you're like, "Oh, I'm not doing enough or I'm not giving enough to this person or these people blah blah, blah. this is what I think if they're trying to stop you from kind of what you want to do because they want you to go for drinks every weekend um all the time, and that's all they care about. Then for me, if they're not wanting you to, to kind of succeed in what you kind of want to do, I'm not saying they're not a friend because obviously they still want you to gather, um, to go to your gatherings and socialise and all that type of thing. But it doesn't have to be every kind of weekend. That's kind of, I know that's a very different mindset to what a lot of people will see. And I know a lot of people might disagree because they're like, well... You need to kind of gain experience and have life and da 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 and all that type of thing. And I do definitely experience that and balance that a lot. Um, but I do, I, for me, I'm just very business based and very like, how can I level this up? And that's always just how I've been. So in my opinion, I don't actually have much balance. <laughs> and I always think this with competing as well. A lot of people always say, how do you um, balance prep with just normal everyday life? I, if I'm honest, I don't. One, one thing will be more important than the other at some point and you'll have to choose which one is more important and that's the hard decision within life you're going to have to make anyway. Like, there's going to come a time where you'll have to choose someone or something over, like, something and it will weigh out the other one and someone might be pissed off or someone might get upset but they'll get over it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of my thoughts. I don't know if that's the answer you're looking for no. or if
0: anyone's looking for. Yeah, no, it's really interesting to hear that outlook because... Gary V talks about it. You've got if you want to get to where you want to be and create long-term success in your thirties, say when you're 30s, you want to maybe be able to have that time to do what you want. Blah blah blah. Then you have to make sacrifices when you're in your 20s. He like Gary V talks about that all the time. And yeah. I go through stages where I I agree with you. I just I don't have that balance. I just think well I can either like oh. if you've got ten. I'm trying to think of a kind of analogy. If you've got 10 pens, yeah? Yeah. And you're dedicating those pens equally across something, then your results potentially might be like, okay, but they might not be excelling. Whereas if you divert all those pens into one pot or whatever, it shoots up. But that goes, you want to focus on family and then flip it to work or whatever it is. I do kind of agree because like, do you think, if you didn't have that mindset, do you think you'd be where you are now?
1: I know you are going to ask that. I was like, oh, is she going to ask that question? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, she's, I'm waiting for that question. Um, if I'm honest, no. Like, if I just kind of, so my journey can kind of compete. Well, my journey definitely competed because my, at the time, well, not at the time, um, I started a new job at my local gym, South Coast gym, where I met my boyfriend, um, Max, and he kind of showed me the world of bodybuilding and he pushed me to do a lot of stuff that I wasn't comfortable with. I was very much a creature of habit anyway when I met him in terms of like, I would just, I'm happy just to say the same. And i still am kind of like that now. Um, there's a lot of opportunities that are coming about where I'm like, oh, should I take it? And he's like, do it. Like, it's only gonna help you in the future. Um, and he he's my guidance of kind of like seeing that. So I do give a lot of credit to him in terms of like how he's made, helped me grow. Um, but in terms of the mentality, um, that I've kind of gained from that. I probably wouldn't be the same. Um, I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't like have that mentality of like, okay, let's level up now. Let's try and put, if I put all my energy towards this, let's, I can push it toward I can actually like excel within that. Like last year I did eight shows in the space of, when was it? May, June, July, three months. So I did eight shows in three months, which is a lot, like, I wouldn't recommend anyone to kind of, like, do that if they are not mentally ready to do that. But I really, I wanted my pro win, and I wanted to get to the Olympia. I achieved one of them, and I was so close to achieving the other. Um, But I've never put myself, like, I've never put my all like that into competing, ever like so much in my life and I achieved what I wanted to achieve. And I almost obviously achieved the other goal was getting to the Olympia. And I think, well, if I have that mentality towards everything, towards business, towards like everything that I want to kind of excel in life, then how can I not achieve it? You know what I mean? Mm. Um, that's the goal that, like, that's just, I've all. I love that. Even like talking about it now, I'm literally like, right, let's like fire like loads of stuff up. I'm like, I'm ready to succeed now today. Like that's just the energy I have. I enjoy like, not even success, but just enjoy leveling up. And like, I don't want to just be like, settle and be like happy with what, like what I'm doing. I want to be like leveling up every time. And I kind of have like a craving for like more, like just having more. It's not like greedy more, but like, just benefiting yourself in terms of like just pushing yourself as as far as you can, like within your life that you have um, and have like living the life that you want, I guess.
0: So a couple of things there. Isn't it interesting that people, there's like that quote that people, not quite like a saying that behind every great man is a woman on their side, but isn't it interesting? It's the other way way around. around. And it's very, very similar with myself. When I first started compact and podcast and even like, for me moving from a very stable nine-to-five job going to like self-employed freelance mm. work, that shift would not have come about without joe a hundred percent yeah no, I, I think in that sense sometimes as know. i guess an example of guys sometimes don't get that credit um no how much they actually do support like people like ourselves and actually yeah and i guess that that masculine trait, like social trait and dynamic is actually really, really good for females mm. or female competitors as well when you've really got to kind of have that grit. And I think that comes more naturally to men than it actually does to us sometimes. Like we can get into exactly. that, but sometimes we just need a bit of a shove, push. Yeah,
1: the thing is for me, I always like, any hard decision that like I had a hard decision yesterday to make as well. And like, he just like, and I always ask for his opinion. Like I've always done that. Like I've always with everything. I'm always like, what do you think? And he gives, like, he's the person I kind of trust. And I'm like, okay, like, what do you think? Like generally, cause he will just tell me like, he's been at not every one of my shows. I think last year obviously was the first year that he couldn't obviously travel. Cause I literally went from here, there and everywhere to like the States, the, to Spain, to Canada. So he was like, I can't come everywhere. So I was like, that's fine. Um, but before that, obviously, he was at every single one of my shows um, and supporting me and always being like, okay, let's do this, this, this. Um, obviously, like he's like my second coach, you <laughs> know, um, like with everything within life. If I'm honest, like I, I, I trust him with a lot of stuff. So, um, but it, again, it rolls round to that for me, the fate thing. Like, he lives ten, he lived ten minutes round the road from me for like however many years but I'd never heard of him and then I all of a sudden had this thing in my mind that I was like oh I want to try and um be a gym instructor so I signed up and went to South Coast and that day my first day I started working there he was there and then we started talking and that was it like for me it's like just moments like that when you were talking about like fate and stuff like that doesn't happen like I didn't want that to happen I didn't ask that to happen it just happened and for me it's like just you know what I mean like that little thing that you can't explain happens happens and it's like the best thing that happens So well,
0: yeah, the funny thing is where I live now is 10 minutes um not even I kid you not actually it's not even 10 minutes probably I could run to my school in two minutes from my house right now and yeah. Joe grew up around this area had always grown up around this area I went to school literally down the road from here we went to the same co-op probably all the time like those little things and it took for us to get into a gym environment, again, 10 minutes, like five oh. minutes road, to actually meet. And we, and we grew up in the same town and it's a very, very small town. So it's very true what you say. It's, exactly. just very you it's that fate thing where you're just like, you would have thought
1: it come about like sooner or you would have heard of him or something like that. Like, it's just moments like that you can't explain in terms of fate, it just happens. And you're like, that was there for a reason like little things like that when you said like do you believe in fate? like 100% yes yeah definitely
0: when we went to add each other and Facebook for the first time there was like 68 mutual friends were like what the hell <laughs> What
1: <laughs> the hell? yeah you're like what <laughs> how have we not come about
0: it was <laughs> like the amount of synergies and they're not like do you get those random like you add them and like you don't speak to them forever like you don't ever <laughs> it was being- <laughs> And we speak to him all the time, I was like, This is like, just-
1: how did you not put two and two together? How did we not know each other before this?
0: I'm <laughs> doing well, I could not I couldn't find any decent bloke in Northampton. I start to move away <laughs> to Manchester, he then just like pops out. I'm like, Great,
1: literally, I'm like, So I generally because I went to university, so I was going to university actually for business, and I actually quit a year in, um, to obviously go on, um, self employed for just online coaching and stuff, and um he i went to university just in Brighton so it was not even that far away from my hometown and i was like oh i'll probably find someone in Brighton you know like new of fish and it was someone in my hometown like completely new like straight away and i'm like how has this happened like i went to uni thinking i'd find someone there and i found someone in my hometown like that makes no sense i feel you i feel it's
0: funny it's a funny, funny weird thing with timing so, when you talk about like doing eight to nine shows, the biggest, the one thing that popped into my head as soon as you said that, when you talk about the difficulties of that, I think shit, your ghrelin, like, I think that's the right one, ghrelin, whichever one that controls the mind yeah. must have yeah. been mad shit crazy, especially yeah. if you're traveling here and there, your time zones, like, everything must have felt completely out of whack and I think that's the big reason why people like they kind they know when it's time if that makes sense like that's how I kind of stopped my last season I was like right these like being able to control these hunger is getting quite difficult now so like how like a few questions here I guess like how do you manage that personally especially when you are a pro and you're having to compete more times than you probably would like to because you're having to get those points up Um, and like what's I guess like what sort of advice like would you give to others in that kind of sense because I think for me again this is like my opinion here I think if you're a first-timer dealing with those like kind of you feel like it's kind of like your body like kind of shouting at you in a way that's how I describe it to people that kind of not in the industry and that sometimes takes a while to kind of get used to those feelings um, and that's why I always say to people, like, if you're going to do be a first-timer, great. Like, just do a couple of shows, like, very close together. Try and time it so your finals are right around the corner. So you're not having to be in that position. Because I know some people who are first-timers, they've competed in April. And they've not managed to get through to September because yeah. they struggle with... It's that main thing that they struggle with. Um, yeah, and then they bring their first package at that time. Yeah. So what's your opinion on that? And, like, what sort of advice
1: could you give? So... It's difficult because, I mean, I sometimes don't even take my own advice in terms of, like, I always advise, like, okay, don't do too many shows because, if I'm honest, you're not going to bring your best package. Like, you can't maintain a good... In my opinion, you can't maintain a good package um, doing that amount of shows. Um, And I can't even, like, take my own advice sometimes in terms of, like... I, I can even see it. Like, when I go back to my pictures and stuff, I think I start Like, my physique just wasn't at its best and at its peak like the last few of my shows. And that's when obviously I was kind of like, okay, like I need to take a break and like, let's like revisit this for next year. Um, So like in my advice, obviously not doing a lot of shows, like you said, um, making sure that they're a little bit closer together so you don't have those massive gaps. Um, That's why I kind of did a lot lot of shows in kind of one like sitting, because I was like, right, if I can just keep going um, throughout this time, then I'll just keep going. Because my mentality is very just like, go, 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 um, if I'm honest. So I, I can keep going for a while. And even after August, I stopped in August, I was like, I could probably still keep going. And Adam was like, no. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, I'll stop it. Um But I would say, obviously, in my... So the only reason I kind of did that many shows last year, um, and even the, to be fair, each year that I've competed, I've competed four years, I've done a large amount of shows. So 2016, I actually did eight shows, 17, I did five, 18, I did, 2018, I did eight again. And then I did eight last year as well. My body in terms of like genetics and stuff, I don't hold a lot of body fat. I do hold quite a lot of muscle mass. Um, so it's easy for me to keep going um, without kind of gaining a lot of body fat in between. If I'm gonna to be totally honest, um, it doesn't all come down to genetics, um, I won't lie. Um, but i do think that's kind of the reason i can keep going because i do hold a lot more muscle mass than some other people um so that's kind of my like little take on it but also i find um that my mentality is a lot better in terms of like just keeping keep it going um because i'm so focused on that one goal I don't see any anything else, which isn't a good thing, I won't lie, because you want to make sure that your health is obviously number one priority um, when you are competing. That's what I found with, because um, I switched coaches in 2019 and I switched to um, my current coach, um, uh, Team Elite Physique, Adam. And um, he's very much health based. So I I think every time I've gone to visit him, I've done, I've done a blood test. And we've made sure that, so I think I've done about four blood tests now with him. Um, so last year, before we can. Well, we were in prep and then halfway through prep, we did a blood test and there was a few things that were a little off. So he gave me supplementation and then he said, okay, let's do this, this and this, instead of to help this, this and this, if that makes sense. So there was like a slight tolerance to a certain food. So we took that out and replaced it for something else. Little things like that have helped um, to make sure that my health is obviously in check because he he doesn't want me to be running myself into the ground where then when we stop competing, my body is just like, yeah, we're not going to ever do that again. And I can't get to that state. Um, And that's what I do find within the industry. And I find it with a lot with bikini um, that there are people that will be running themselves into the ground. Um, To be fair, it's mostly time. Most of the time it is first times because they don't want to obviously not be stage lean, if that makes sense. So they just keep going and keep going and like try and maintain that leanness. Um, When, in my opinion, obviously it's just making sure that you, one to competing for the right reasons. So the only reason I generally compete that much is for those certain things that I want to achieve. It's not because I want to stay stage lean. I, I will happily gain however much weight I need to in my off season and be happy um, eating that much food and like making sure that I'm recovering enough to compete again. Um, I'm happy to do that. But if you're doing that many shows because you want to stay that lean or because um, Of the shape you are then you've kind of got to get it in your brain now that you have to realize that that isn't the reason to compete um to just get sage lean or to be that leanness or um to stay like try and maintain that because that's not going to be achievable um and then you're going to be living a life where you are constantly trying to achieve one probably that scale weight and then the way you look then that creates disorders issues and mentalities towards a lot of things um within like fitness. So for me, I, I know I compete for the right reasons, that's why I compete that much and I know I can compete that much and that's taken a while for me to understand that. Um, so that's the reason I do compete that many times. Um, but I would say for other people is obviously just making sure that you do, are competing for the right reasons. Number one, um, and making sure that obviously health-wise, because the thing is that a lot of people don't know health-wise what to look at. So like, how do I know I'm healthy? How do I know I'm okay? to keep going or anything like that. If your body's responding, obviously, in a good way, in a positive way, and you're not either gaining weight or you're looking worse, like if you're trying to diet down, um, that's a good indication, obviously, that you are in a good, okay position. Um, Hormonal-wise, when it comes to, obviously, um, females and stuff, like you still have a period, it's very common Um, for people to obviously lose their periods when they do get get a low body fat percentage. My periods do become irregular when I am at a certain kind of body fat or body, not weight, but like sometimes when I am going for a while, um, they do become irregular. They don't lose them completely, but they they have a longer stretch. So obviously you're supposed to have them every month. I sometimes have them every like six weeks. Um, And I'll openly admit that and say that because it's it's good to be transparent. Um, But... Making sure that obviously health wise you are happy, like your body's happy to keep competing, and your body's like okay if you keep pushing against it, and it will push against you at some point, and then long term you won't be able to compete. So just making sure that you're doing it for the right reasons, yes, and then making sure that your body's okay to in be in a position to compete. Um, That's kind of my advice when it comes to competing and just doing shows. Think longevity, um, not just about like oh I need to get a certain weight or I need to be a certain thing in. Eight weeks time and I'm gonna do anything to get there. I do have that mentality of do you know what I will do this cardio um to get where I need to be, whatever. But if it's gonna detriment me long term in terms of health-wise, like it is gonna um screw me up long term, then I'm not gonna do it. And I know that. Um, and a lot of people I don't think have that like um sense of, oh, I won't do that. Sometimes people just don't have the knowledge to say, oh, I that's not right. And that's where um with them, um, especially with uh, first timers, they sometimes just don't have the knowledge to know that that's the wrong thing, if that makes sense. So, but I think now, even looking back from like 2017, so when I was with a very old old coach um, of mine, um, and my diet then was way different to what it was now, but I would stick to that diet and I would no way probably do that diet now, um, because it just wasn't, it wasn't sustainable. Yeah. um but now we have more tools we have way more coaches um, and more experiences um from people that know what they're doing so it's good for first timers, especially I kind of like gone a around now but like um yeah so that's kind of why I take on it in my advice
0: I guess no I love that because I think it isn't in- I think it is important sometimes as well to switch coaches sometimes because you won't know that I think sometimes when you first go in to compete you think this is the only way that I can do what I need to do and that's the only way that I can get lean, it's like, well no, there's actually so many other different ways. That's sometimes the problem is like you become a yes man, but you become a yes man to the wrong person and then you kind of get stuck and you don't actually realise. Um but no you the amount of like snippets of gems you put in that little like (laughs) (laughs) talk. So when it comes mentioned about stage rates and all that sort of thing. Like how often has your stage rate been the same?
1: If I'm honest, so my first, oh my God, like, so my first prep, my well, my first show, and this is absolutely mad that I actually even thought about going on stage, like, at this weight, like, it's not a bad thing, but this also shows that, like, weight at the time and, like, time frame is so different to everyone, so, like, I went on stage for my first ever show, my off-season weight now, which is mad to think that, if, do you know what I mean, like, it's crazy that I actually, and I, and I won that show when I was the leanest at the time I'd ever been. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like, how is that? Like, it's mad. Um, so when I started, I was, I'm very tall. And when I kind of say this number, everyone's like, oh my God, you're that heavy. So when I started, I was about 70 kilos. Um, I'm like five foot nine, five foot eight. I'm quite tall and you'd get this because you're tall as well um but I I was 70 kilos when I first started my show it bearing in mind my first prep wasn't great and I literally prepped for I think for like three weeks so um and I got down to about a lot I think I lost like three kilos um in total Mm. and um so and that's my off-season weight now 67 kilos um but at the time obviously again I didn't know how lean you needed to be I look at myself and obviously I am Softer, and if I'm honest, obviously, how I've developed how the bikini category developed now, it's a lot leaner than what it was back in 2007, uh, 16, anyway. Um, so that shows that it has developed and grown, um, to a higher level. Um, but in terms of my stage rate being the same, it hasn't like, like I said, my first show, I was 67 kilos. Um, kind of from there, I kind of like my stage rate obviously then differed, and I, I then I went down to Now my stage rate is like 61. Mm -hmm. So um, that's a massive difference in my opinion. And and last year, my stage weight actually varied from 61 to 59 kilos. So it's a a big difference. And and sometimes that's just down to stress. My highest, I was, I was the fullest I ever was. We had a lot of carbs. Um, We really like filled out. um, And we lost a little bit of the condition, but it worked because I was a lot fuller um and they preferred that if I'm honest because sometimes you can deplete too much and it's just too much. Mm-hmm. Um there's too many lines if veins kind of pop out um, and for bikini that's not wanted. So it depends obviously what looks good on you. We tried a few looks different looks in terms of like how much we carved up and that everything of thing. So obviously that then varies your weight gain uh, your kind of scale weight. So yeah last year I mean my stage rate can differ. We don't obviously we try and aim for around certain number, I won't lie. Um and it's not like we only aim for one number because like that's the pinnacle of like everything. Um we aim for around obviously where we need to be because we have the facts. We know that okay well this is where you are the fullest you are but you've still got that slight bit conditioned. But actually if they want you a little bit more conditioned, there's this weight that you can be um a little bit more so let's push it a little bit more. Do you know what I mean? So there's different varies but then you've got to kind of make sure you identify that you're not becoming then obsessed with that scale weight um and stage weight like i need to be this way or i will not be good on stage do you know what i mean yeah. um, but again years to kind of like overcome like oh i'm I, I don't need to be this way or anything like that um but just in general i think
0: First thing, you've got how many shows worth of experience behind you. So you've got like a decent amount of data and a reference point to kind of go off. Whereas someone like me, even like when I've competed a couple of years now, like I still haven't got, like I still have no idea, to be really honest with you. Yeah. And that's
1: when it comes down to you don't need to, it's different for everyone. I won't lie. Cause like, like I said, we, I'm a big advocate and so is Adam of data. I've always loved data. Like I weigh myself every day. Um, I had a refeed actually yesterday of like a lot of food and, and I still weigh myself this morning just because, and it doesn't affect me because I want that data. I want to be like, okay, if I, I ate this amount of calories yesterday, how much should I actually weigh this morning? Because I know that's not going to be body fat. It's going to be glycogen from the carbs. It's going to be water retention. I want to see how much I actually put on because then if I do this for a, for a, um, a carb up, this might benefit me, do you know what I mean? That's kind of the mind mentality I have towards um scale weight. I don't look at it as I it identifies me. I look at it as data um more than anything and it's facts um to help me kind of with my journey and stuff with competing and like um progressing body wise and stuff like that. But um yeah in terms of obviously um scale weight with when it comes to shows and stuff, like you said, you don't know what your weight would be this year because you've probably put on muscle mass. Um yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So. and that's always everyone's thing they're like i hope i'm heavier this year <laughs> i'm literally like i hope i'm heavier so i'm like hot on muscle but i'm still the same amount in leanness do you know what i mean we <laughs> are funny
0: aren't we we're like well, we want to be like this but like just like that as well and yeah
1: yeah, yeah. It's like, oh i hope i'm heavy because that means i've got a muscle that's a good thing so <laughs> um but yeah in terms of scale weight i posted actually something yesterday i was like honestly the scale weight it only tells you what you weigh generally. It doesn't say like it doesn't tell you like whether it's fat or muscle. It's not saying whether you're on your monthly cycle or not. It doesn't tell you whether you're stressed. It doesn't tell you whether all of these massive like different things. It is just an indication of what you actually weigh. That's it. It's not like um in my opinion it's it's like I said, it's data. It's nothing um that's gonna identify you or define you or anything like that. So
0: I think it's interesting when you pull that I guess you, you pull away that emotional connection. That's pretty much what you're doing. It's serving you well. it. That it. I very much, I'm not
1: emotional. I've never, and I, I've i had it with a lot of people where I've had discussions with people in terms of like that have that attachment to the scales. And sometimes for me, it's hard to understand it because I'm like, I don't get why you are upset because you weigh this much and you want to weigh a certain weight because it's just data look at yourself and look at how you feel and all that type of thing and it's difficult for me to then like sometimes understand um why um other people kind of like look at the scale rate in that way but I do get it because obviously there's sometimes on prep when my weight goes up and I do get pissed off and annoyed because it's up and I'm like but I did all of this right and then I then take it away and be like okay was your sleep that good though are you stressing about this 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 this?" yes that's probably it and then you kind of come back down do you know what i mean um but yeah it's it's the scale weight is always a very taboo difficult subject to kind of pinpoint because everyone has their own kind of take on it
0: i think as well and i've kind of noticed this within myself um i think because i'm coming i've been doing a bit of like a mini cap with my coach and I was, like, really struggling to kind of figure... I was saying to him, I want to get to roughly this weight. And I was like, why am I saying this weight to him? Like, yeah. there must be a reason. But what I actually thought about it, I thought, I'm not chasing the weight. I'm actually chasing the feeling that I yeah. in that moment. I think that's when you've got to flip it sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. I guess acknowledging the fact that you're not... You, you are kind of chasing the weight in a way, but what you're at, when you really get it down to the nitty-gritty, what you are chasing is how you are feeling in that, yeah. being yourself, and that's why I always say yeah. to people, look in the mirror before you weigh yourself, all those little things, because I, I've been a devil myself, like, a few years ago, I just, myself- mass-
1: yeah, that's right. the thing, so, a massive thing for me, that what I always do, I always do my check-in photos before I do my weight, so I'll do all my photos, screenshot them all, and be like, yeah, I'm really happy with that, like, this all looks great, blah, 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 pick out all the positives, pick out what I need to work on, whatever, then I weigh myself, because what I do is, if you weigh yourself, this is what I kind of realize, if you weigh yourself, obviously, before you take your check-ins, if it's not what you want to see, you're going to take that into your check-in, yeah. and then you'll be like, well, oh, this looks bad, this looks bad, if it's not a positive one. Um, and it obviously will be on the flip side as well. If it's a good one, then you'll be like, oh, yeah, I feel really good, it looks really great. Um, but if it is not what you want to be weighing, um, and you are like, oh, I haven't lost weight, um, you take that into a second and then you don't look at yourself in a positive manner. Whereas if you flip it around and look at yourself before and be like, oh, actually, no, I feel good. I feel great, blah, blah, blah. And then you look at the weight and maybe it hasn't changed um, as much. And you're like, well, either way, I still feel great. Do you know what I mean?
0: I think it's definitely really, it's, it's, a, it's actually amazing the difference of just that change in the little steps and the routine can change the whole mindset. Yeah. I think it kind of reframes the way that you probably, when you were a kid or anything like that, like, you've kind of been taught to have that relationship mm-hmm. with the number and with the scale and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Did you have scale? Uh, i just really, really wanted to question it. Did you have scales in the house when you were growing up? Yes, but, like, old
1: ones. So, like, you know, when you step on it and it, like, so, like, you know the gym ones that they usually have where they, like, tick forwards, not, like, digital ones. Mm-hmm. So I used to have those. And I remember, I'd, I don't know what, like, I would step on them, but, like... I didn't take in the number or anything like that. I, like, I just looked at them and I'm like, oh, cool. And that's literally it. But like, it was the old, like old, old ones, um, where they just like tick back and forth. And I'm like, how accurate even were those? Like, I don't even know, but.
0: <laughs> I remember having like, weighing um weighing like stepping on a scale in the bathroom. And then for some reason, like my dad changed it to the um, carpet. And I didn't like acknowledge that that would affect. Oh, no. it, so. Why have I lost like, my five pounds? I was like, what's going on blah, blah, blah. But isn't it interesting that you mentioned that when you were younger, you would just say, oh, okay, like where- Yeah, it's,
1: it wasn't a thing, like you don't, it, for me, when I was younger, I like, they were just in the house. So I'd sometimes randomly stand on them and you're like, I don't know what this means. I don't know how, like, cause you, you, you don't have the knowledge behind it. You're like, I don't know if this is a good weight or um, what weight I need to be. So I was kind of like, well, Okay, cool. That's how much I weigh, <laughs> and that's it.
0: I think <laughs> when you think about where, I don't know, I guess if people are having difficulties with that number and with that weight, it's kind of kind of tracking back and thinking. Right. Obviously, when we were kids, we didn't have like we had that pretty much that reaction. It was, yeah. Whenever you've seen something in the media or your parents said something that kind of changed. Or if you've seen something on social media, like a low, a lot of people will kind of take that for golden, and it's like, yeah. Like I remember, I'm above, I'll not gonna lie. When I first looked into competing, I looked at the pros and their stage rates to be like, right, I need to be that.
1: How do you ever find their weight? Actually, no. To be fair, on the Arnold's, um, they do put so on like the little screen. If you look at the screen, if you're watching it live, they do put like the name, the age, and then their weight, their stage rate, and I'm like. But why are they put their weight? I've never actually. But how did you even get the number of their weight or whatever? I mean, I <laughs> I, I'm a genius. genius.
0: Yeah, I think that's an interesting like debate, though. Like, do you really need to put that number with that bikini class?
1: No. Like. If that's... I wanted to know, because then it creates that attachment, like for again amateurs to be like, oh, I need to be this weight to look like um, this person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Um. I used to reference to all the time. And you
1: didn't didn't think it was, like, a bad thing. You're like, okay, if I get to this weight, then this is what I need to be. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, I guess. I kind of, it rolls back to, obviously, me being my first stage weight. That was me at a lean, for what I thought was lean. So I was like, well, I guess this is what I need to be. But, like, it nowhere near was, um... But, like, for me at the time, I was like, well, I've lost three kilos. That's quite a lot. So I think this is what I need to be. And then when I got a coach, I was like, okay, this is the level I need to be. Like, I did not realise it was that much.
0: <laughs> it's really interesting talking to um, Holly David. I spoke to her a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, still just don't know that stage went, Holly. And it's not a case of, like, I have to be this. But it's, for me, personally, it's quite difficult when... I have been so different, and i it's Very like different. It's like where do you, I guess for you being as a pro? Do you find it quite hard, like trying to fit the criteria, but then it kind of changes quite a lot? Like how do you yeah. deal with that feedback when sometimes like you'll one week you'll get oh, a little bit too soft, and then you'll get too soft two weeks later, but then you'll get too lean, and it's like especially with the I think with the IFBB coming over to the UK. It is yeah. very, very difficult, I think, to kind of gauge that level of leanness, um, if that makes sense. Like, Do yeah. you find that's difficult being a pro yourself?
1: I think it's difficult. Generally, like, do you know what I think it is? I think it's difficult just generally in the bikini category. <laughs> because if I'm not saying the bikini category is the hardest, because it obviously we don't have to die we have to diet, obviously quite hard but in terms of when it comes to bodybuilding it comes to like a scientific side like bodybuilders have to peak a certain time it comes down to soul to cut like all this type of stuff it comes to for the bodybuilder so i take my hat off to them i respect them in terms of like it's very like literally to the minute and like bikini it's not so much like that but in terms of actually presenting something of what they want it is very difficult because like it is constantly changing like you said they want you to be lean what I've kind of like realized what they want they want they don't know what they want if I'm honest. like <laughs> the judges generally they don't like in terms of like in well with bikini from what I'm experiencing they when you come on stage it is a case of who looks the best out of that lineup Like they are looking for like certain things. So they're obviously looking for condition They're looking for full muscles. They're looking for good presentation with posing, makeup, hair, everything. So I mean, that's the overall round look, but there's not a specific picture where it's like, okay, we, if we have, we have a girl that looks like this, the closest, that's who's the winner. It's not that because I could look like Issa in, um, on my show day and I, might not win because like it just wouldn 't look right on me. do you know what I mean you have to look what you have to present what looks good on you um and try and not trace obviously what um the judges say too much because obviously they're there for opinion and feedback. That's how I look at it. It's not the pinnacle of like, okay, this judge said I have to be leaner and I will get my pro card. So I will be leaner and I will get my pro card. It is sometimes the case, but it is not always the case because judges change, the lineup changes, you change, your body changes. Like you're not going to be able to pinpoint the exact look on the show day every time sometimes. Um, and obviously, like you said, if you go to one show one week, um, and they say, okay, we want you, um, or you ask for feedback, and they say, okay, you need to do this, they might not be there the next show, and that's what I found a lot of the time. And this is what I took in with um, my year of 2019. Like a lot of the time for 2018, I was like, okay, we were kind of like chasing the feedback a lot of the time. And obviously, as pros, you kind of can guess sometimes who's gonna be at the shows, judging wise. But as amateurs, you have no clue. So like um it's difficult to kind of be like um okay i know so and so likes me this so i'm gonna come in looking like this but he's not going to be there or she he or she's not going to be there so what's the point Do you know what i mean um it's done over personal preference so you have to give over what looks good on you so in terms of if you look good and that's why you need a good coach because you need someone that knows the category well um and what looks good on your body and knows your body and all that type of thing um but it's difficult because there was so many times last year where I was literally like, you didn't want shoulders on me last year. This is a massive thing If like, um, I've always held quite a lot of muscle. That's always been kind of like a, like a It's difficult, cause it's always been a, a win and like a loss because like they say, okay, too, you have too much muscle. And now this year they want with more muscle. So obviously 2018 I had too much, 19 I dumbed it down a little bit. And now they want me with more muscle. So I'm like, what do you want from me? So now I'm kind of like, okay, I look good with muscle, but not too much. So last year we, I think we scaled it back up a bit too much and like we said about shows, I did so many shows and then I started becoming a little bit flat, not as full. Um, and even with having more carbs and stuff, it just wasn't filling me out because my body was just depleted. So I needed that kind of off-season to actually like, fill out completely and then diet back down. So that's when we stopped. But In terms of, it's just a case of trying to find what looks good on you, taking the judges' opinions into account and being like, okay, they said to come in a little bit leaner, I will come in a little bit leaner. Um, If they say like, okay, you need to grow your upper body, try and do another show the next day, and not the next day, kind of like following these weeks or whatever, focus on shoulders. Like, obviously, you're not going to grow your shoulders in that time, but you can try and make them a bit fuller. So maybe have more carbs. Like, manipulate feedback that they have to try and fit what you can in um if they say something if it is along the lines of like you need to run muscle and you look at the lines and be like okay what is it that i don't have that what the winner had and kind of it's not a case of comparing yourself and being like and saying you need to be like the winner but saying okay why didn't i win taking again like taking that emotional connection and being like oh why didn't i win take that away and be like okay like kind of criticize yourself and be like okay right what did they want me to have they wanted me to have bigger shoulders okay i don't have that bigger shoulders much sh- i don't have a big caps or anything like that so i do need to grow let's have an off season like little things like that you do need to take into account if it is um gonna help you in the long term just think of it as a long-term thing sometimes it's if you're winning every show um and you're just missing out on that overall um and stuff like that i do advise just keep going sometimes Um, And then if it is a case of, okay, you need to grow or it just isn't your time, just come back next year and do the exact same again. Have that same mentality of like, right, we're going to bring a better package of what looks best on me and we're going to get feedback. That's the only way you're going to improve is getting feedback and kind of like improving from that. But don't let it be the be all and end all because then that will, I feel, destroy you because you'll just be chasing um, what that one specific judge said to you, if that makes sense. But I do understand it's very frustrating. Don't you don't need to tell me twice, it's very frustrating being told, no, you you're too you're too muscular, you don't need to train as much, blah blah, you don't train as much, and then they're like, Oh, actually we want more. And I'm like, Yay.
0: <laughs> <Great>. um, <laughs> it is, it is difficult though, isn't it? Like with the feedback, when I first started, I would really like be chasing that feedback so much. I think it does come a point, and I think you could probably agree, it's like, bye. Right these now you've got like a good overview now it's like right i'm gonna take the front seat here and go forward because as you well, said judges' feedback they're giving you feedback in comparison to that one lineup. so unless you have that exact same is it it looks small. if all those competitors go to the same show again and you get feedback,
1: maybe you can do that
0: again and <laughs> improve yeah that's the only time you're really that feedback is actually going to be a hundred percent accurate it's if yeah. Every single person in that same lineup is wearing the same stuff again, and all you're doing is you've got a week. Can you imagine if that was the case? And the, judge, and the judges were the same as well,
1: and the, it was the same judge that told you that feedback as well. It's diff, It is very difficult, and is and I always say to people, if you're not mentally strong for the game of bodybuilding then you like in my opinion it's going to be very tough for you to handle it because you do need to it's all those things that you the fitness people tell you kind of not to do if if that makes sense it's don't compare yourself don't focus on being lean don't focus on all this type of thing bodybuilding and like the fitness industry is two separate things Mm. because you do need to compare yourself to the top of the top and be like okay what do i have that they don't and you have to not let that then mentally affect you and like in a way that it would create issues you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and it's difficult to do that um i will i will lie and it does come down to just mentality overall um and just taking that kind of emotional attachment away and being like this is generally just just feedback um and it's just focusing on like just improving but not in a way that is going to make you feel like um it's the be all and end or if that makes sense um it's a very 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 tough game but it's good it's it's made me grow like um insane amounts um just mentally um looking at myself and i can kind of critique myself in a way where i don't feel like not worthy of where i'm at or anything like that obviously you get those days like i'm not saying like i'm a robot and i'm literally like i do not feel feelings at all but obviously i get those days but i don't let that Ha, like come around for long um I said this on my Instagram the other day I was like I let myself feel those th- feelings like if I'm feeling shit um about my body or where I'm at I will feel them and be like okay why do I feel like this though like let's go back to like see why I'm actually feeling like this and then figure out how I could not feel like this anymore so like that's how I kind of look at it if I'm honest
0: I find it really interesting listening to you, like your mindset on all this
1: <laughs> <laughs> so many it's weird it's nice because so many people say that they're like I love mis- listening to like the way you think because it's just it's very different I think the kind of the stuff I've been through like at the age i sound not sounding like dramatic or anything the stuff I've kind of been through I ha- haven't had an easy kind of like upbringing and like there's but I've been a lot of stuff in my life where I've had to drown out a lot of emotion or just carry on anyway. So for me, bodybuilding, it it's it, the past stuff that I've had going on has also taught me a lot of stuff in bodybuilding. And then bodybuilding's taught me a lot of stuff um along those lines as well. So but yeah, it is it's definitely a mentality that is hard to have. Um but I wouldn't change it for the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. One last thing I want to say as well with um feedback and I say this to people sometimes is if you like can you imagine if you win every single show and you never get feedback? How do you, like, how, like, you, where do you go? If you've got no feedback. How do oh, you improve? If you be like, okay. Like, I think there's, there's pros and cons to winning and not winning, but that is probably a big one that people kind of underestimate. But then also, yeah, but then
1: also it comes down to then, you need to try and not so it's then a case of okay you have to take the reins you have to say what you want next it's not anyone else's kind of opinions if you were told if you were the winner and you were told okay you don't need to change anything or or, well if you were told nothing should I say you just won and you were told nothing or you didn't win you weren't told anything you have to then put the steps forwards to be better for yourself if that makes sense and that's something that you have to do for yourself and grow yourself um because you can't always depend on other people's kind of like feedback if that makes sense and depend on what steps you take forwards next by someone else's kind of mark if that makes sense yeah. so you have to kind of like do it for yourself so that's why i always say take in feedback for 100 percent, but then also take the reins yourself and be like obviously not to the two extent if they're like i love muscle and bikini um, but I'm going to make bikini like like figure, like don't take it like that far because <laughs> then that's just not going to get you anywhere. That's just your opinion. That's kind of like just your, that it's just not going to get you anywhere. But in terms of like, okay, I like the way I look with more muscle um, and they've told you, okay, we like you with muscle, but just a little less. Do you know what? You can kind of compromise. It's your, your kind of feedback and it's theirs
0: as well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, I think we've pretty much covered everything on my little list. We've been
1: going for a while, and I could literally... I'm like, I could keep going. That <laughs> is, like, I love podcasts, because I just roll off, like, the people's energy, honestly. You haven't thought about doing your own? I, I did think about doing my own. Like, I, I thought I was going to do one, um, but I just... Not saying I don't have the time, because I probably do have the time, but um, I just... I like being part of other people's, like, podcasts and stuff. Um, And I do like what I have in terms of my YouTube and stuff, like, for what I do and then my own Instagram. I just don't want to put... Because we were talking, obviously, like, we were talking about, like, doing too much and putting all, like, your, like, giving your energy out too much. Um, For me, I think what I have right now I'm happy with. And I like if I was to do like more things like this, I just would be pushing myself too far, especially when it comes to competing and stuff. Because there's a lot more things I still want to do with competing. I definitely want to do something like this in the future, though, uh, when things come quiet and down, for sure. for yeah. um, so now I like you like being a, a guest. It's so much fun being a guest.
0: <laughs> you get the
1: best bit. You don't have to edit. You don't have to worry about the- <laughs> Feed. Well, I do YouTube, so I do edit. So I guess that that is—I love YouTube edits, but honestly, like they are like the day of my life. And everyone's like, "Can you do another YouTube?" And I'm like, the editing is just so much.
0: <laughs> it isn't. You mentioned about like, um like you finding like YouTube and stuff because the thought of me having my own YouTube, oh uh, no, I just can't. I can't imagine doing it at all. I'm. Like, I mean, I'm. I'm a very visual
1: person. I love like watching something and um, that's how i learn and that's how i like i love podcasts so much but i i always like will go back to youtube versus a podcast which i don't know why that is yeah. um that's just me i
0: guess that's interesting i don't know what it is i just, I do i love watching youtube but i for some reason i just can't imagine i'm just yeah i just can't imagine can you imagine me right now this is
1: what I look like. <laughs> that's the thing honestly i watch some of the pros that i'm not saying obviously they they don't have their days, but their their YouTubes are very like they're very presented well. And I literally my YouTube is I pick up the camera looking like I am like I literally have bun bun up, eyebrows not done. There's like bits of hair poking out, and people are, like it's hilarious how you look on your YouTubes. And I'm just like I just I just can't be bothered to show. I can't be bothered to put on a show.
0: <laughs> it's relatable really though because Holla yeah. and the Hair Club, but. Anyway. <laughs> Hoover has started downstairs. Someone didn't get the memo that I was doing the podcast, but we will end it there. Um, but thank you so much for coming back on, it's been lovely. Yes. To come back on. Um, do let us know if you did enjoy the podcast, and also just a bit of a shout out if you do want to leave a review, like I love reading them, so please leave reviews if you do like them, <laughs> um, and I will put Phoebe's details in the summary description, wherever. I always forget it, but it will be somewhere that you can find it. Um, But thank you so much, Ray, for coming on. And I did not know you were a a chef in your past lifetime, so...
1: Yeah, I wanted to be... Literally, I wanted to be a Michelin star chef like Gordon Ramsay. But then I realised, obviously, the pay is not as good and the hours are ridiculous and you have to um work on christmas and all that type of stuff and i'm not down for that so change of career it
0: was i think it was a good move i think it was a good move thank you babe and we'll see you guys in the next episode